Ladies and gents, you're with Adriana Soros, the coach of the Chevy Bevies this year. Uh, look, uh, here we are. You heard the song. Our second row forward podcast by Ado. Look, let's cover a couple of the things about Adriana Soros podcast this year. Solo only. I will not be going on as a guest on anyone's uh, program that does Super Coach this year, nor will I be having any guests on. So you know what that means? You're going to get my opinion. I'm just going to tell you the players I like or the players I don't like. Take me with a grain of salt because I'm just sort of, oh, it's not half a three-quarter assing it this year. So I may not be up with all the relevant news. Go listen to all the other podcasts. They're terrific. They've got wonderful people on them. and they, They're going to have a lot more sort of uh, nuts and bolts and stuff this year. I'm just going to be a little bit of tinfoil hat, maybe a little bit of stats, a bit of gut feel, but it's going to be my opinion only because I ain't listening to no podcasts. I'm not going to be um, even listening to mine. I'm just going to be going so raw this year with whatever I want to do. Um, I'm not going to be influenced by anyone else, any opinions. I'm just ignoring all the chats pretty much. <laughs> you know, I'm not rating other people's teams because when I do rate other people's teams, I'm like, oh, well, all the teams have him. Why don't I have him? I'm, I'm just making sure I just go in al natural this year. You're getting a solo podcast from Ado. All right, there's number one. Number two. Second row forward is really fun. Yeah, it is fun. Because, look, there's lots of positions in there. You can set yourself apart from your opposition. Um, And look, as an overview of second row forward, 
the landscape looks good this year, um, you know, for premiums and, and middies, I think, as well. Um, that's why I said middies in the song. I'm going midi central this year. That'll give you a clue to my lineup. Um, but I'm certainly um, going to discuss some of the more expensive players that you can go in, and certainly a strategy if you wanted to, you know, anchor, you know, your, your midi central second row with someone like David Fafita, a second row forward who can, you know, go over 100 at, at ease, it seems, like more than any other second row forward in the game. So, um, look, I, I think there is a, a number of strategies that you can go, but each year I look towards where great value for, you know, high-quality player is, and, and I think, you know, there are a few things up in the air, of course, but it looks pretty good for middies in the second row forward this year. All right, how are we going to do the show? I'm going to go through... Probably the top 20, maybe 30. We'll see how we go. Most expensive players. And I'm going to give you a little yarn on on each player. Do I like them? Do I not like them? Why do I like them? Why don't I like them? Um, And then we'll move it over to ownership because there's lots of great cheapies, middies, and expensive options in there. And I'll give you my two cents on them. That's pretty much an easy old format I'm going to go with. For the second row forward potty, a great position for Supercoach. And like I said, I'm probably going to skip the, the anchor of an expensive player in there although it is a tough, not as tough, I reckon, with the buy for the Titans in round two on David Fafita. But if there was no buys, for instance, um, I'd be very scared. You know, so, yeah, I'm probably going to skip an expensive one in the second row forward, giving you a clue about my team. But when we go through um, ownerships, we'll obviously cover, you know, who I've got in my team and we'll finish the show with what my actual lineup is. I'll go through all the players. Second row forward, it's a good position. Um, You can really set yourself apart from... Other players, I think, because there's you know more positions in there, and there's always you know, I mean, everyone's going to have like a Cleary or Hines, you know, you just know that, um, and probably a combination of you know a select number of fullbacks, for instance. But in that second row forward, there's just bloody options galore that you can go, and strategy galore as well. Now, playing Super Coach last year, I think the things that we learned is. You know, you can go sort of guns and cheapy strategy, but there's buys every week and three major buys. There's just buys, bloody buys, 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 buys. And, you know, um, holding these expensive, expensive pieces, yeah, when you sit them and you've got to play weeks first in, in round two if you go with the Jaden Campbell, that's going to be a tough play, you know. And um, the amount of times I got pl- stuck playing Sonny Luke <laughs> last year, I don't, I'm not doing sound effects this bloody podcast. If I can't be asked. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you, you get stuck playing those ones that you don't want to play because we've got buys on the regular with the the odd amount of teams in the NRL. So, you know, I just think that there's some really good price points in the mid options for me this year. And that's why, you know, spreading the the pack thick, like I think we'll need to do with all the buys um, that we have, um, you know, you can have a nice looking mid mid packed, you know, second row. But again, a nice little cherry on top, David Fafita, could still be bloody good, couldn't it? Anyway, we'll kick it off with the most expensive player while we're talking about it, eh? Um, and we'll move down from there. David Fafita. Oh, mate, Dave's going to cost you a fortune. We all know that. Uh, 832000 it's going to cost you for him this year. He's the most expensive player and and. He is so for a very good reason. Now, at the minute, he's 9.7% owned, and that is a pod. It's under 10%, I'm going to say, is, is uh, you know, a pod pod territory. But, I, I, look, for me, I'm going to say officially I'm going to skip. I just think for you can't really have a buy player 
you know, in your first five or three, let's say for three or four or five, three, four, five, anywhere in there who's, you know, above 800,000 sitting on the pine, can you? You know, um, I, I just can't go there because of the buy, you know, and I was saying that on the front row potty as well, uh, you know, Hass versus Tino. Um, look, in the second row forward, I think you're going to have, um, try to spread your money and have good middies on there. Like if you're sitting for feeder, for instance, in round two and you're playing, you know, Sean Lane, yeah, yeah you're probably going to have to just put your big boy and girl pants on and, and sit him. You know, so I think if your plan is to just spend up and you're, you've got the funds and, you, you know, don't go skinny and, and, and hurt yourself against your heart's desire for Dave just because there's a buy in round two, because I really feel like most people are not going to just go a starting lineup. You know, you're on field. I think we're going to have one to two players who are lane slash, you know, Pia Cora type level branches, you know, um, firm or whatever. Oh, he's, he's for the Titans as well. So, you know, if you're going to go for feeder at Ferber, you might be screwed, eh? Um, and Jaden Campbell, you'll have too many Titans. But my, you get my drift is that I think that you're probably not going to have just your starting lineup. So if you're, uh, you know, heart set on David for feeder, you know, don't be scared off by the buy, but I personally am. And, and for me at 832, um, in round one, if he's if he goes 150, it's going to hurt. Yeah, um, but with the buy, you know, in round two, it does it still doesn't hurt. You know, not like a true 152, if you know what I mean. So, look, I'm going to skip. All right, but I just understand that people are just, you know, know this bloke is an absolute weapon and he can go um, above 100 on the regular. So I'm not going to begrudge anyone. Oh, look, we I talked about Tino in the uh, in the front row one, and I just think that that's where he's, um, you know, useful uh, position is in super coach. Um, you know, if you wanted to stash him in second row, if you wanted a second row forward and, and front row um, changeability. Um, but, you know, I just... Have second row forward players in your second row forward. And, and, you know, because it's, you know, Tino is an elite front rower. You know, use him up there and and try to get yourself, you know, Hass and Tino in the front row. Aim for that. But, yeah, I talked about him anyway and and, and the buy. Buy for him and for feeder is what probably turns me off them a little bit to start the year. But, like I said, pod pod territory for them. Maybe you're just like, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. All right. Jermaine. Mate, what an absolute cheapy and a half he was last year. Cheapy of the year, probably. Um, look, 748,000, um, 7.5%. It's really pottish, you know, on, and, but he's so expensive. If, look, in my v- v- view, okay, and this is going to be a very big statement, if it's not for feeder, and I don't think you can have him because it's a buy in round two, I see no point in going an expensive one in there. Maybe one will pop up to me that I say, all right, I take it all back. You can go expensive. But oh, I don't know if I'd be going Jermaine at 748. I think that's, you know, priced at his max, and, and, and I just don't fear him like I do a Fafita. But look, he was he's that price for a reason because he was a bloody good player last year. You know, and, and, and you've got... How many? Four, five blokes over 700,000. And in that 700,000 uh, price point, I'd own um, Tino and David Fafita. You know, those are the only ones I'd be owning, you know, potentially to start the year, but I'm not now because of the buy. So I just don't really think I can justify owning one of those 700Kers now at all. You know, of course, Jermaine and, and Nikora, who are going to be there for the first couple of rounds, but big buy plus, you know, price point for the other two. 
Um, number five on uh, the list uh, there, or oh, sorry, four on the list, is Britain Nakora. Um, 710,000. He had an absolute wow of a year last year. Nice, easy draw there for the Sharks as well. He's only at 3.6% owned. But look, I am. It's like he's not on my never again list, but I think. I watched him in an All-Stars game a couple of years ago and started the year with him because he was at a bargain rate, and he started slowly. Um, so that you know worries me just a little bit. But uh, like I said, for all of those, I'm not spending 700 to start the year with Nikora. No, but he's bloody pod. Uh, Isaiah Yo, um, look, Isaiah Yo, he's, he's 704,500. And look, if he dropped down to a price in like 500, I don't I must admit, I just haven't owned him very much for Supercoach ever. But he um, is a bloody consistent player. And he's a, he's a pod uh, player. Look, in 2020, look, he went over 75. One, two, three, four, five, six, six times. No, I'm just not going to do it. Not, that's not enough, you know? Um, but look, he's he's hell of a consistent player. I'm not saying I will not own him for any, you know, at a point in the year, but no one above 700K justifies the tag for me, um, unfortunately. Hamoli um, at 699,800. Um, look, he had a really good year last year as well, and he's an absolute barnstorming bloke too. Let's have a look how many times. Yeah, he, he had a ripping year last year as well. He got a couple of... High, high, consistent high ones. I probably prefer to own him with his ceiling, I guess, over Yo to start. Um, there's not much of a difference in price point between them. So if you were going to go a premium, you could be a Yo lover if you're a Penrith Panthers fan. And I know they're a bloody good team. But uh, I don't mind Hamoli. I just don't know what's going to go on in that Vegas, you know, first round. What's the weather like over there? And, and, and also, like, how good's the game going to be? Like, are they going to just referee it like they think how the Americans want to see it? That's probably good for Moly, to be honest. Well, I mean, I don't hate it as a little pod. He's 6.4% owned. Look, I kind of, yeah, like, I love the lines that Nicora runs and, and, and Nico and... and and that, get him the ball. Um, yeah, and I really like Hamoli because just he absolutely stomps over people. So I could be lightly tempted on those two, but I just don't know if I'm going to be spending big in the second row for me this year. Patrick Carrigan, um, he's going to cost you 684000 He's one of the Vegas ones. He's owned by 9.5%. Paddy Carrigan. I think Kimmy said he's passed with his kilt on that shirtless pick. She might get into his good-looking bloke team that Kim makes every year. Uh, look... He got himself a couple of tons last year, didn't he? Uh, look, he's he's finished the year pretty well, um, Paddy. Apart from the suspended bit, um, but yeah, he scored consistently. Look, the thing that worries about me worries me about him is, you know, he can get some forties. You know, he's got a couple of forties in there, and I don't know if I want to be spending a tick under seven hundred thousand for someone that's you know forties at times. And, and I just think, you know, if you are going to spend. Oh, where are you? Six eighty four. You know, maybe spend an extra thirty and get Nakora. I, I think I, I'm going to say that. I reckon that um, you know Patrick Carragher might be seventy, and I think um, Nakora will probably end up the year at seventy eight. Let's say that eight points the better. But you know, Paddy Carrigan, he's he's a weapon. Um, I don't think Tavita's going to be till mid year. I think that Paddy's going to be an absolute ripping leader again this year. Um, Willie, has he got much to make? You know, I don't know. Um, he's 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 good, but he feels a bit more meat and potatoes. If I was going to spend nearly seven hundred k, I want a Fafita or a Nikora or a Hamola. I want to try to pump him up a, over a hundred. You know. 
Like Isaiah Papali was doing it in there um, for the Parramatta. If he was, was 70, if he didn't score a try, but when he scored a try, it was easily over 100. And that's what I like about these barnstorming sort of ones. Now, that is not to say that Paddy's not a bloody weapon, but I'm not spending 684 on him. Tohu, nah, I don't want to go over it too much, but look, he's only 2% owned. He's getting older, Tohu. You know, they've signed well over there. They've got Capwell going into, you know, to stiffen them up in there as well. Um, look, I don't know if I'd have him to start the year at 680. I think that's Tohu's max. And, you know, I don't know how quickly you'll start. You know, up against the Sharks, it's, you know, the easiest game in the world to start. Scott Sorensen, um, really like him as a player, I've got to be honest. Um, 676, he's only 0.8% owned. Uh, and I'm not going to do it to start the year as well. Just too risky. Like, you know, if you buy Dave, you're like, I'm willing to run the risk that, it, you know, he doesn't score, you know, the big ton. Um, but he just, the player that he is, and he's tackle breaking, he's, you know, even when Dave has a quiet game, he scores well. You know, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that Penrith Panthers team. I think they've got the ones you want to own, but I don't know if I'm going to own Scott Sorensen. Um, Alicia Katoa. Look, I really think that in that Melbourne Storm team, he started to strike up, you know, some really good combinations, actually, um, with key players in their team. I think he's going to have a ripping year again this year. Pappenhausen's fit. There's going to be a hell of a lot more attack in the team as well, but I really think maybe the ball sort of gravitates more to Paps now. So I don't know how keen I am to own Melbourne Storm players, but I think he'll have, have a good year, actually, him, because I think that even Pappenhausen, with the, he's got good ball play in him too, and up the ruck, and I think he might set up Elisir Katoa too, join the club of quality players feeding him ball. So, look, I think he will have a good year, but I don't know. I don't know if um, maybe the ta- attack might be different for them with Ryan Pappenhausen in the team, you know, um, and I just don't know if I can do it for 656. Nat Butcher, look, they got a pretty stacked forward pack. I mean, I've seen some team previews where they haven't even got Angus Crichton, Gus, not even making the bloody team. You know, um, Wong is a, is popular in there for, for a buy. And look, I, I'm tipping probably Nat to start. I think Tupanua's uh, chance and, and Gus is in there as well. Uh, Wong as well. So there's lots of mouths to feed in there. So I'm probably going to not be spending 650. I think Wong's the value. I think he's probably surely locked in to start one and the other one's up for fights, you know. Um, the thing I want to say about Wong, though, oh, actually, I'll wait till we talk about ownership, <laughs> you know. Anyway, but yeah, no, I'm not going to have Nat for 656. That's what I mean. Um, Cameron Murray, I reckon, is pretty good value for what he... He's like constantly a top three of the past. Um, did Has had a bit of injury and South are a bit sort of up and down. And Luttrell had long periods out, so it's not South at their best. This, that, and the other. Now, look, uh, he's expensive. Oh, actually, he's not too expensive. I think he's a bucket, really. I can't... I love Cameron Murray. I love Muzz. I just love him. 639,000. He's in 9.2% of teams. Up against Manly there overseas. Cameron. Oh, what a looker he is and what a player he is. Look, um, a bit of a quieter year there on his standards um, last year. And he's 639,000. He's probably the one that I'd spend a little bit more. Like, if I'm going middies at 400, if I found a couple of hundred thousand, I think I'd take a slice of Cameron Murray. Uh, slightly unders, I reckon, for him this year. And I reckon he's going to have a bounce-back year. Just my, you fill it in me waters, all right? That's what I want to say on Muzz. Uh, look, Bryce Cartwright, yeah, it was the Cardi party all year long. It was like the olden times when he came second in or whatever in Supercoach back in the Penrith days, mate. Oh, what a weapon. Uh, is he going to start him in lanes there? You've got bloody... Um, he's, back, he's back this year. You've got Maddo in there. You've got... 
Oh, oh, there's too many. I, I, and and, and Brycey, is, is he going to be starting? I don't know. If he starts, pick him in, in round one if you like. But no, it, it can't be a party for two years long, I don't reckon. Can't go for two years. Look, Matto wasn't there early to start last year. And, you know, I just think oh, they're going to start this year with all their team. And I don't know if Bryce is going to be making the starting 13 run on. And, and even if he starts, I just don't know now with everybody healthy that there's going to be the minutes there for him. So, no, for me, on him. Um, let's keep moving. Corey Horsbrough, he's not there to start the year. So why does 1.3% of people own him? No good. Keon Kaloamatangi, 626. I like him in the same bracket as Murray. I think that's good value for them. And and Keon, he's in the same homoly. He's in the David Fafita category, and he's so cheap. For, I think, the quality of the man um, as a player, I think he's getting better every year too, just quietly, right on the precipice of origin. Um, look, he got a couple of tons. One was just under last year. He's got consistent... 70, couple of 70s in there. Look, he can get a 40 as well, and I did sort of criticise that earlier, but I'm going to tip him for an improvement on, I think, because like I said, he's getting better every year. I think it's going to be an improvement in Supercoach this year as well. Um, so I don't mind an own, and you could, you know, if you went with him, because they play early, you know, in the round as well, obviously. So, you know, that's a good one to sort of have on the board. And I think he'll he'll probably be the kind of player that'll just be up for that game, you know, on the big stage like that, over there in uh, the American... Uh, audience and field. So there, oh, that's what I say on him. I think that's good value for him. John Bateman, he's not there for the first round and oh, you wouldn't start him anyway. 1%, how many is it? 0.5% Tigers fans. Is there any of them left? No, but no, there is. I know there is. Um, Preston, he was a real sort of good cheapie, wasn't he, last year and a really consistent player. 615,000. I'd rather call, would you get Preston over Kaloa Matangi and Murray? Look, if he's your persuasion. But I just am not going to be spending that on for Preston. Mitch Barnett. Oh, mate. If, if there's ever someone to get rested minutes or not or be taken off and not brought on for the rest of the game, it's Mitch Barnett. So that's why I can't go in. Teague Wilton. I like him. Um, 610. But I'd just as soon get an extra 100 and get Nikora personally. Or I'd, I'd just go with uh, Kaloa Matangi because, I, you know, or, you know. Yeah, I just think Kaloa Batangi is probably going to outscore him, I'm guessing. That's just my guess. It could be wrong. Um, but he's a good player, you know. He's, he's a good player. And I think the Sharks, I, I, I kind of feel like there's Nicola, Nicola, no, Nicholas Hines to score some of the tries himself. You know, they'll Kennedy will go up the middle on some of them. And I just don't know. I think, you know, Nikora became came on in leaps and bounds as a target for them as well last year. So I, I think they'll probably defer less to Teague is my guess. But I like him as a player. I just don't know if I'd take the risk for 610. Tom Gilbert, um, a very good player at a point for us before, unfortunately, getting a season ender, 26 uh, 602, I think, is a bit rich for him, and I won't be doing it. Cam McGuinness, 599. Uh, 600, no, not for me. I'm not going to do it. If I'm wrong, listen to the other podcast and get him if you want. Uh, Liam Martin, uh, 592,000. I don't mind him, but he's a bit meat and potatoes. He's scored a try, though, can he? Let's have a look at him last year. No, it doesn't want to load for me. What you, did you do anything really good? No, he's got over 75 on five occasions, which is good. You got a 19 in there, 27. Oh, they were low minutes games. Look, let's have a look at some eight big minute games. 
37, 80. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just, Liam Martin for me, you know, it's uh, get kill, call on my tongue. <laughs> or Homoli. Yeah, you know, get one of them. Uh, look, let's just finish it here. Josh King, 586. He's a bit of a weapon, isn't he? But I don't know. I just don't know if I'm going to. I think they used him last year because they needed to use him, you know, with the way their team was and the troops and, and everything. I just think that this year, if everyone's fit, I don't, don't think they'll use him as much you know but he can play big minutes and he does get through a lot of work i just don't you know so i see him and um patty carrigan it's the same thing you know but i'm just not going to be spending big in there um look that's where i'm stopping nano i 584 3 3.4 percent own him i don't mind him you know at 583 but you just got to realize that it's not going to be a terrific i mean last year was an average of 57 you know but you got a 100 once, you know, and he got, uh, you know, there was tries in there in 82, tries in 84, you know, and if there's no try, I just don't think it's enough to justify the price tag of 583. And, you know, people ride tries. You know, if you think the Cowboys are going to get off to a hot start against the Dolphins and Nanai is going to be a target for two tries in the first game, maybe you just go with your gut and you grab yourself a bloody Nanai. All right, I'm not talking about any more in um, price point. Because you're not going to own anyone priced above that. I mean, below that, are you? You know, well, there's probably some in the mids, you know, which we'll get for, for ownership and we'll cover them. They might be 500 and something, you know. But I'm talking about if you're going to spend big, get get a guy who, you know, gets 60, you know, you know, in a, if he plays his normal game, 60, 65, 70, and then he goes up for a try on the regular, you know, 12, 10 trail tries a year. Like, that's what Homoli's going to do. And that's why I kind of like him, you know, for this year. Um, you know, there's a consistency about Cam Murray, which dropped a little bit last year. And I think he's had some injury concerns. But if he has a bounce back year, back to where he's he just repeatedly did for year after year, always up in the top couple, you know, top handful of second row forwards. You know, Shooks, I think they've got some players worth value in there. But I've got concerns about how, you know, they've got a heavy pack. They've got lots of pe- – a big, big bloody forward pack. Lots of players. And long – well, I don't think there's going to be too many 80-minute players, you know, was my guess. But there's lots of things to, to consider, you know, on the expensive ones. And, you know, I would probably be very much, let's have everyone mids and cheapies and David for feeder if there was no buy. And, and I just said I would have taken Tino because of where I think his game's going to um, over Haas to start the year if there was no buy. So I'm just going to probably have middies unless it's for feeder. I'm not going to go Homoli, you know, although I did say good things about them. But... I'm going, if it's not for feeder, I'm going middies. All right. That's what I'm going to do. So let's go now to the next bit where we talk about players, yay, nay, and whatever I think on uh, ownership. The most owned player is Sean Lane. Okay, Sean Lane. 39.2% of people own him, and there you go. He, we saw him years ago, and the beautiful combination he had with Dillbags. And I reckon that's going to be up and running again this year. Look, the Eels had an absolute wretched year last year, but I think they'll start the year fast. I think they normally start fast. Um, and I think if Lane's fit, which I hear he is, he's going to start. And I think of all the players in there, they want him on the field for big minutes, just there for those beautiful lines he runs and his big body. Um, and I, I reckon you, you just can't say no to the... We saw him a couple of years back. He was getting the rep honours and just he had a wow of a year. Crueled by injury, I think. Um, but if he's back and he's fit and he's going to be there in round one picked, 
I'm going to be having him in my team. So there's my first second role that we could talk about who's in my team. Uh, Sean Lane, 446,000. I reckon he's a good um, buy for the start of the year. Approved. Tick. Um, number two on the list is Joshua Curran. He's moved over to the dogs there. I think he's going to probably start in lock for them. He's a hell of a player, Josh Curran. And if he gets minutes, like he's, he's you know, up up there, Cam Murray, 70-plus sort of averaging play. If he played in the minutes, Mitch Barnett too, if he played the bloody minutes. They just rack up. Boy, they're a super coach-friendly game because they're in the game. They, he chases balls. He puts on big hits. He He's a try scorer. Um, look, I have light minutes concerns how he's going to be used over there. But look, 421000 for Curran, who I think is like a $600,000 player. Um, yes, 34.2% have him. I'm one of them. I just can't. You know, I've had him in my team in Supercoach many times before, and it's just never seemed to land for him. And look, I hope that he's gone over to that Bulldogs team and they use him like as much as they should be using him. I think if other teams used him to his full potential, um, they'd do a hell of a lot better. Um, look, he hasn't been without a controversy here or there as well. So hopefully his attitude's good. New club, starting in lock. I think he's going to be a great you know, ball distributor there. I think he's going to score tries. And I'm going to tip him for an average of 70 or six, let's say 65 plus. I don't want to go too large, but I like him. Um, and I've already seen enough from him to say, you know, if he gets a tiny minute uptake and he's not stuffed around so much, I reckon he's going to go up to 600,000 as well quite easily. Uh, number three on the ownerships is Villiarmi Fafida. Um, look, he's an absolute placeholder. And look, I've seen a lot of lineups there for the Dragons and he's not, He's not um, in. I haven't got him seen him in the seventeen, but I know he's a. He was a big signing that they pulled over there. Look, placeholder, but I always go with a more expensive sort of place option. You know, at least if 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 a feed is there, you're going to find another two hundred and four. Maybe if cheapies all land or whatever, but just get the more expensive of an option in there. Um, if he lands, of course, everyone will probably have him. I, I don't know if it's going to be big big minutes to start with. You know, it could be. But I don't think it'll be any better, any worse than bloody. Lean you. <laughs> Let's, all right, we'll get to him. Um, but look, yeah, I, I haven't got him in my team currently at the moment because I just have seen most 17s per, you know, given and, and he's not been in there. Um, look, Ruben Cotter, uh, he's second row forward and front row forward. Um, so, look, I think I covered him in front row enough. Yes, he's, he's in my team in the front row. The next one on the list is Brendan Piacora. Obviously, Cape was gone over there to um, the Warriors and Piacora's been in you know, big raps on him for a number of years, and he did get some game time last year. Now, I've had a bit of a look at his stuff, and I really like uh, his potential for scoring when he's getting minutes. Now, is he going to get, you know, big, big minutes there on the edge? I think probably. Capel got pretty good minutes in there as well. Um, you know, Flegler's gone out of that team as well. So I think this is the year for, for Pierre Cora. And at 426, like, those are the first three players in my second row. I've got Sean Lane, I've got Josh Curran, and I've got Brendan Piacora. You know, because um, there's huge value in there for players that are stepping in, you know, into a, you know, a new vacant position. You know, Curran's moved from teams. Piacora's filling in there for Capewell. Lane is coming back fit after an injury-plagued year. So I like Piacora. I think it's a year for him. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to probably... 
yeah, I'm going to probably take him at this point in time in my team. Now, there is an omission who's a popular player, which we'll get to as well. I'll say my yays and nays on them as well. But at the minute for me, um, Pia Cora, I think, presents good value in there. I think he's going to start in the second row. Isn't he there? He looks good. He looks a good one to me. And I think that he's played a bit of first grade now, and I'm just expecting a real uptick in, in him, you know, maturity-wise and feeling comfortable in first grade this year. And, yeah, being a target, you know, for them as well. So... I reckon all guns blaze, and if he's named in round one to start, I'm going to have him. Uh, Pia Cora, like what I see. All right. The next one on the list there is Tellus Duncan. What a great name. Bloody great name. Named after the great man. Uh, look, now, I reckon he's going to probably jack a spot in that 17, and he looks a likely customer, in my opinion. Um, look, he's at 321000 It's a bit of an awkward price. Um, look, it depends on how everyone sort of lands, and he is in my team currently. Now, the reason he's in my team is he's a placeholder, okay? So I want to see how everyone sort of lands, and if I got someone in the 250 or the 200 or whatever, even someone that has dual that I can move between second row forward and front row for a little bit of time. Um, who did I have in there from... Oh, I had him down there because I could move him between... Uh, Remember Keenan Palasia, that's who I had down there because he's right at the same sort of price point. Um, 365,200. I think he'll probably start in prop there, but I don't think it's going to mean any difference of minutes if he was there or on the bench. I think it's probably going to be 40, 45, something like that. Um, look, he's a bit meat and potatoes, Keenan Palasia, and he does have that very handy second row forward to front row forward, you know, and, and that means you can move between front row and second row forward, which is a useful thing, especially when you've got a lot of teams on buys. Um, but I think he's probably going to be more like a 40-50, and if you if you can't play your main front rower, he's a decent backup for a safe 40, if you know what I mean. But I don't know if I'd be having this bloke in your starting lineup, Talis Duncan, nor um, Keenan Palasia, you know, but... Those were the two that I was sort of, you know, throwing up. And even I hear good things as a Raiders fan about um, Morgan Smithies. He's a, he looks like, um, you know, the kind of mold tackle bot sort of ball distributing sort of lock forward. Um, and I, I think Ricky likes them, you know, and, and I reckon he might even be a rough chance to start the year because Horsburgh's out. Now, don't be fooled by Smithies because I'm sure that when Horsburgh comes back after what he accomplished last year and how well he did, I think he's probably going to walk straight into the 13. But if you took um, Smithies to start early uh, doors, you know, to, to rack up some points, I think he will um, starting the year in second row. Oh, sorry, at lock for the Raiders. Um, and off the bench, I think you'll probably get maybe 25, 30 minutes. So that's the worries about Talis Duncan and about um, Palasia and about Smithies. And they're in that 300,000, you know, they don't know if they're going to have that, that enough minutes, you know, minutes available to them to be able to do great things. But at 300,000, um, if there's nothing cheaper, that's better, if you know what I mean. I think that those ones look like they might have a half a good role, at least with Smitty's early doors. Uh, and Talis Duncan, I just feel like, um, you know, he looks a, a you know, he looks a good ball runner. He runs good lines. And I reckon if he just runs on and even if he gets, if he gets 30 minutes outside of Cody Walker and with Latrell feeding ball and stuff, you know what I mean? And that's why I've got him in there. I just think it'll be meat and potatoes from Palasia. You know, I think Morgan Smithies will just, he'll just accumulate points up until a de- 40. 
you know, 45. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, tell us, Duncan, he might only get 20 minutes in a game, but he'll come on and make 10 tackles, bust four tackles and, and score a try, you know, just in that south side, just for the ability of what they've got in attack. And I think in the select minutes that he comes on, they'll get him on to be an impact player. You know, they'll get him to run lines. Um, yeah, there's some great targets out there that, to choose from, but I think he'll come in and they'll they'll use him. Um, and I reckon at 320, if he jags a spot in that 17 for a placeholder for me uh, at the minute, he seems like a pretty good um, you know option that could be in there 17. But I just don't think I don't expect more than 40 from any of those names I just mentioned. All right, let's have a look at the next one. Jed Cartwright, he's moved over there to those uh, Knights, hasn't he? Uh, up against those bloody Raiders. There should be 60 points in it there for the, the, the Knights. But is he going to get a spot? That's the question. Is he depth? I don't know. I, I don't know. If he, if he jags a bench spot. I saw some bloody um, team lineups that had him starting in the second row. If I could get um, Jed Cartwright starting in the second row for 238,000, second row forward centre wing, duel. Yeah, look, 24.3% of people have him. But I've I, I got to say, I don't know if he's even going to lead in their 17 for round one. But if he jags a bench spot, um, those second, I think the best thing about him is the second row forward and centre wing. To be honest, I don't think he's going to start. Well, I don't know what team it was I saw with him starting. But if a miracle happens and he starts, I'll have him. Uh, but if he's on the bench, I'm not going to be taking a... Because um, I just don't think... you know He's a bit of a mad hatter coach, isn't he? And, 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 and he just doesn't... The ones we want, he never gives them minutes, you know? He just seems like he's someone... He's, he's, he hates Supercoach. And he's got a voodoo against Supercoach um, coach there. And, and I reckon he's... Whoever you will own from there, apart from Ponga, because you can't stop him. Um, Jed Cartwright, I don't know. If, if I'm, if I'm going to have him, I, you know, because I don't know if he's going to get selected. But we'll, we'll you know, wait and see. Uh, Bo Furmore is one. I've got him my team. Um, so I've got Tellus Duncan and I've got Bo Furmore. Um, look, he was doing pretty bloody tidy work before he did that horrible ACL. He's, uh, no, I think he's good to go, isn't he, for round one. Now, that's why I said if you've got Fafida or if you've got with Tino, can you go with Bo Furmore? I've got no other... Oh, I've got two two Titans. But, yeah, he's are you, that's probably your max, isn't it? You know, to start the year. But he, I think for 467000 I think he's more like a $600,000 player. I think that he's a really good line runner. You know, you saw that in them going to him instead of Fafida. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to own Fafita this year, and I'm going to own Bo Furmore because he's cheaper. And you just watch; they'll all go to Fafita. <laughs> you watch it. No, look, I reckon he's good value um, for for him. He, he's uh, Origin sort of standard. He got himself up to the Origin team before getting injured, um, and I see him as a six hundred thousand dollar player. So, um, yeah. I've got him at the moment in my team. A very popular player is CL uh, Wong, who's been highly touted there for a long time. Uh, 15.2% um, have got him in their team. He is looking like, I think, to start the year in the second row for them. But that's my sort of reason why I've gone and grabbed um, Pia Cora instead of Wong. And that is simply because, you know, when you've got players like you know Tupa Nua and you've got Nat Butcher and Angus Crichton, they're bloody good enough players that there's no it's no sure thing that Sears Wong is going to get the start for for for, for starters. Um, and the second one is he, there's no guarantee he's going to get 80 minutes. Uh, so I like Pia Cora and I like Wong. 
I, I look at their scoring when they get good minutes. They're both pretty good scorers for Supercoach. And I think that that's the appeal of Wong. And if, if we're lucky, touch wood, you know, he just starts in the second row and he gets at least 60, 65 minutes a game. But look, I think that they've been putting a lot of time into players like Nat Butcher and Egan and Tup, you know, Tupanua, you know. I saw some teams that didn't have Angus Crichton in there. You know, but uh, look, Wong, I think, is, looks to me, you know, I'm like he's going to start. And if he is, he's in the 400,000s. He looks like he's got a super coach friendly game. So I understand why people are going there. But for me, um, I'm going to skip because I just think uh, in that team, I don't think it's going to be an 80 minute role. I'm going to guess. I think it could be more like full 50. I think there's a lot of people to rotate. So. I'm sort of off owning any of them, to be honest. So that's why I've skipped him. But And Nat Busher, you know, for, but he's 600. But for in the 400,000, look, I am going to, um, you know, go with Pierre Cora, who might get only 50 minutes as well. He might get, um, um, you know, interchanged as well. But I just sort of feel like I'll hang my hat on him, you know, to start the year, um, you know, ahead of Wong. Um, in that heavy, this is, it's a fat pack of, of options of people that can bring on the field. Ah, uh, Ben Turbo. Uh, he's at 14%. He's probably, you know, I feel like him and Jed Cartwright, you know, is, is he going to be just getting, you know, getting 10 minutes off the bench again? You know, is he training the house down? Someone tell me. Because I'd love to have, if I would love Jed to start in the second row forward, and I'd love Ben Travojevic you know, to train houses down and take Josh Schuster's spot and then start the year. And I'll put one in centre and I'll put one in second row forward. That's what I want. But I don't know if any of that's going to happen. Ben Travojevic, I've read somewhere he's getting injuries galore everywhere. None of them are huge ones, but they're just all these little minor niggles. Look, <laughs> Ben Turbo, he's burnt everyone. Just not enough minutes and he comes on for 10, 15. Sometimes he scores or something, you know, but are you going to go and ride the roller coaster this year if he's picked in their 17 on the bench? Is he going to be getting extra minutes this year? Oh, you know, I don't know. I just don't know if like my heart can do it again if he's only getting 10, 15 minutes off the bench. If you believe that Ben Trevojevic is, you know, Josh Schuster's shit, he's going to shit the bed and Ben's going to take his spot, and then he's going to be a 60-minute edge forward. You know, go for it. But look, that's what I'm saying. If everything lands and I get Jed Cartwright and, you know, if Jed Cartwright starts in the second row, maybe I will just take a punt on a that, you know, Bur- Burbo will come on and get a good ball from Tom or, you know, they'll all just three Travojevic's. It'll just rake in points for all of them. And even if he gets 20 minutes off the bench, Ben Turbo will be a try a game. He'll be leading try scorer this year for forwards. You know, that's that's what I reckon. Um, but if there's no Jed Cartwright, I just what's the point of having Ben Travojevic? You know, because I'm I'm, t- I'm if I had to be a betting man, I think it's still going to be about twenty, maybe twenty five minutes off the bench this year for Ben Turbo. Um, so yep, that, that's my Ben Turbo thoughts. Next one on the list is Big Villiarby Kickow. <laughs> oh yeah, mate, he's he's a roller coaster. He's definitely, but look, he had a down year last year. That's why he's four hundred sixty eight thousand. The dogs are they going to get better? Surely they've got to get better this year. Look, he's at 14% ownership. I must say I've got him in my team instead of Wong because he's a big boy. He's, he's on big money. So if he's fit, they want to play him for minutes and he's a big target and he's hard to handle. You know, Wong could be all of those things as well. But I think for years into his career, he commands minutes. Kick out if he's fit. 
and he's firing and and, and against oppositions, I guarantee you they're scared shitless of him. So I've gone with him, you know, to have a bit of a bounce back. Look, and that's the thing. If you own Viliami Kikau, he's you know, hovers in 500s and he can go as low as 400s. He never usually gets up to like 700, 800,000 because he is flighty, ups and downs. But I just reckon... Mate, no risk at 468,000. He is a big fish. And if he's fit to start the year, um, what's the risk, you know, on, on Kikau? You know, versus Wong, I just think, oh, Kikau's been there and done that and he's got the runs on the board. And I know I'd be scared to tackle them both, but I'd, I don't know, I'd probably have more, more put me in my pants if, if Big Kikau was running at me. Uh, yeah, so look, I've got Big Kikau in my team. Um, look, we discussed Ben Travojevic and, and, and Jed. Maverick Geyer, he's uh, in 13%. Did he get even Jagger spot? He's 204,000. Maybe people got him there as a placeholder. Um, you know, he's got, a, he's, he's got good lines, you know. And I, I think I scored him in a game or two where I really like the look of him as well. But is he even going to get a role in their 17? Start the year, they're going for how many are they up to now, premierships-wise? They win premierships galore. There's a lot of competition for positions. Look, Palasia, oh, I reckon, um, you know, you'd probably start uh, at a front row. I think Tino will probably start at lock, I'm guessing. But, by the way, he's moved up the highway. Um, he's got that nice duality. And, and I sort of had Tells Duncan slash him. Now, if he does start, I think he might be 40-45. So that's all it's going to be. But for, for 365, and if you've got someone on a buy and you need to play him, it'll be him on the buy in round two. Um, but... You know, I just think um, he's not really going to probably make a hell of a lot of money. I think, you know, Keenan Palaysia and Maverick Guy, or, you know, if he was there to line up, you know, 200,000, you know, Jed Cartwright, Tellus Duncan. I mean, look, yeah, if there's a 200,000, Ben Turbo or or uh, Maverick Guy or any one of these ones that jags a bench spot, cheapest chips, I mean, at least he's 204,000 if you want him, if he's going to get a run in the 17. Um, all right. We, we discussed Paddy, uh, you know, price-wise and why I said, you know, if it's not for feeder, I'm not doing it. I met Cam Murray, you know, he's a, um, you know, 9% we discussed him. Liam Knight, 8% of lunatics have got him. Yeah, he's 300. It makes about as much sense as Lee knew as your starting front rower to me, and that's all I want to say on that. No, I'm in a, 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 a competition, a league, where we give out an award each year for Liam Knight, a Liam Knight award. You know, that's... That's for uh, BJM game day. Josh used to give out the award of who was the shittest, you know, um, choice of super coach players who everyone kept saying was going to be a, you know, an absolute bargain for the year and just flopped, you know, all year long. So he gives out that Liam Knight award every year. Bit of, I think it's a bit saltiness for how having him in his team actually, but that's the thing. I've got him on the never again list. And if there's an award going out for the Liam Knight award, I'm not having him in my team. Jermaine obviously costs a pretty penny, but, you know, you're going to really do it with him. Jack Hetherington, don't do it. He's a lunatic, and we tried it. I think I went him to start last year. I reckon. No, I, you can't have him or Jed, can you? Who's I don't know. Let's have a look how it all lands. Um, Fainu there from the Tigers, even though they're on the bye early doors, I reckon he's going to get a run in there 17, isn't he? Um, but anyway, that's just you know, team pending and team pending is a risky business if, for a team on the buy in round one. So that's why I've got, you know, more expensive players in there, but let's say him versus, um, who was the other 200 Maverick Gaia, for instance, I think he'd probably get a run in there 17. So I think it's a pretty safe gamble, but he 
if he, he if they're on a buy in round two and in round in round one and then in round two he doesn't get picked and you're going with him at two hundred sixty three thousand, you failed. You know, if he doesn't get picked in their seventeen. But if he's a placeholder, two hundred and sixty three is better than putting a two hundred and four thousand are there. Um, and my only word is that I think, I'm guessing, and I've seen him in a few team lineups, um, that he might jag a spot in there 17. Um, he looks like he's got a bit of a super coach around the game. So there you go. Dylan Egan. Oh, he's, he's owned by 7%. I haven't even heard of him. Is he going to get a run? Well, if he does. Lolo in the second row, 439,000. I mean, he's been lost the captaincy. You know, they'll talk about him getting shopped around. That all that stuff is worries me, but I mean, it worries me if he was six hundred thousand. It doesn't worry me if he's four hundred and thirty-nine. I don't know if he's just you know getting on and 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 it's Cotter time. You know, I've got Cotter in there instead. That's why I've got put a little extra money down. Um, but yeah, look, I understand why people are going there because he's a, a great of the past. And look, he averaged forty-three. I just think that that's probably a ballpark. What are you going to probably see this year? Maybe it'll be forty-eight, but. 430,000, maybe that's all you want in front row. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know if some of the shine's gone off the great man, and I can't even talk about it, but I just haven't gone there. But, again, I haven't gone there, and he's better than Lee you as an option. Lolo, he's because of his, how long he is into the game. He may not get all the minutes we hope for, but he's still Jason Tamalolo. Uh, Jack Howarth, I know they signed him on this big contract, and is he even going to get picked in the team? I hear attitude problems, but just don't don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure, but 7% of people think he's going to get a run in their 17. 238,000. He's supposed to be really good, but, you know, jury's out for me. Uh, look, 6% for Angus Cried. I've seen some lineups that don't even have him in the 17. There's a lot of good back rowers there to choose from. For Gus, and there's talk of him going back to Union and stuff. I don't know. 409 for Angus Crichton. He used to be 70 plus. And that's the thing. Um, Wong, you know, there's going to be Wong, Angus Crichton, Tupanua, Butcher. No, they're all going to be getting minutes in that team. I don't think it's good for Gus. I don't think it's good for, you know, for Tupanua. I don't think it's good for Nat Butcher. Nat, not good for Nat Butcher. It's 600,000. That's the thing. If he does what he can do, the quality of him. He might be commanding big minutes in a hurry, Gus. And even if he starts on the bench and comes on and does good work, it might be week two or three, he's straight back to starting in like the good old days. Um, I don't think there's too much of a risk if he started. Um, but I think you go Wong if they give Wong the start. You know what I mean? And Gus is on the bench. I just go with the, whoever the starter is. But I would definitely take a slice of Angus, you know, if he was named to start and they were... They could see in training that he was back, for instance, you know, and they were like, nah, let's start him. Like, the, the big minutes and start him, he's back. You know, if, that, if that's what it all looks like. And, and Gus is there for a round run. I'll have a round of Gus I'll, for, in my team for sure. Um, but I don't know if I – I don't know. I'm going to wait and see on it. Um, Dylan Lucas looks like a good player. Um, 54.7. I think he had a career year, really, you know. Uh, and he's second row forward center wing. But I don't know. Is that that awkward price? And I'm not going to do it. Not for 502000 Uh Smitty's I covered just briefly there. Might be good early doors. And I still think he might rack up points if he gets 40-minute roll. He'll probably score 40. Uh, you know, but I don't know. As soon as Horsburgh's back, there's mouths, you know. And, and he'll probably screw Chapney as well. And he'll, 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 you know, he'll make him earn his stripes. And I, so I don't know. But anyway, there you go. Um Miles Martin, 204,000, 6%. I don't know. 
I'm not mentioning it because I don't know. Sean Bloor, 5,806% of people are getting me. I mean, I don't think he's going to start. I think they'll probably go with Loyero. Although I heard a Melbourne fan say that Loyero is going to go up to the front row, which maybe means that Bloor's going to start in there with Alicia Katoa in the second row. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's Loyero's big enough to be front row. You know, I think they've got some big blokes for middles. I don't know. Look, if Sean Bloor starts, can you do it again? I, I just, if Sean Bloor was 200,000, I was like, oh, I'd be to myself, oh, all right, I'll go and give it a try again. You know, just because of that tackle where he smiled down. I can't remember who it was, but, I, you know, he had some he had some swag. And so I've always just thought, oh, if he gets some minutes, he'll be good. He just never see injuries and, you know, back to bench and everything. Never see, he seems cursed for super coach. But he got himself up to 400,000. He's gone down to the Melbourne Storm. So if he gets a start instead of Loiro in the second row, maybe he's value. But I'm not going to do it. Oh, he's, he's definitely on my never again list. I'm sure of it. Uh... Kai Pierce Paul is 5% owned. Oh, tell me about him, guys. I don't even know. I've got no idea, so I'm not going to talk about it. But at 345000 everyone must think he's going to be getting a pretty good role in that Knights team. I don't know. I haven't seen him in any 17s I've seen. Kobe Hetherington. Oh, look, I don't know. 298000 uh, 5%. Look, I just think he's a really good player, and I there's too many great, great can play huge minutes. Carrigan, you know, well, they did lose. Uh, they lost a couple of troops. If you think he's going to get big, bigger minutes this year, but I just think it'll be the same as last year, I, I reckon. I think it's the same as this year, this year for last year. Uh, Jesse Colquhoun, 238th. Surely that's placeholder. Is he going to get a run in 70? Uh, Joey Arrow. Um, I've got him in my team. I've got him instead of Lolo because uh, I've gone now with uh, Ruben Cotter. I've chucked out house. I've changed my team from... from Front row potty. I've gone with, uh, you know, I've gone with uh, Ruben Cotter as my most expensive front row, and I've gone Jai Arrow because I saw a couple of 17s where he's starting the year in the second row. Now, look, Jai had his injury concerns and all this and that. The, you know, Souths weren't as good as uh, we'd hoped, but I've seen enough lineups to say that he's going to be in this in this second row, and that'd be an absolute gold for Jai. Look, he's second row forward, second row uh, forward and front row forward dual. He's 466,000. And if he starts in the second row, I'll have him. But even if he's not, I think Jai, um, if his body holds up this year, will probably average about 60, maybe 55 55 to 60. And that's fine enough for me at 466,000. I reckon he's shown aptitude for super coach scoring in the past. His body's probably let him down um, in recent years. Um, but if he has a, a good year physically, body-wise, um, I'm going to probably take a slice of him as my second row, uh, second front rower um, this year over Lolo, who I think will be on for less minutes, you know. And I think that if Jai's fit, he probably gets more minutes. I think they need him, you know. She ties up you know, the middle in there as well. And he, he, he plays on the edge. You'll probably, you know, defend. You know, Murray's a good defender too, but he just stiffens up their defense everywhere. Um, Jai Arrow. So, look, everything sounds to me like it's worth taking a punt on Jai. He's only 4% owned, which is extremely pottish. He's got the jewel. And I've seen enough that's got me got me tickly excitement that Jai might start the second row for the bunnies. Um, Jamin Salmon. 317, 3% taking a go on him. Don't know. Uh, Jeremiah and I said at 583,000. I think, um, you know, that's probably his price, you know, but 
he's a try scorer and he's really cheap for one of those try scoring ones, you know. Um, can he just keep on doing it? I think he'd probably always be a pretty good try scoring front uh, second rower. Uh, oh, look, Easton Roberts, Matt Amua, Liam Martin, Tom Gilbert, 602, coming off a big major injury. I don't know if I'd do that. People are going to have a punt on Josh Schuster, 3%. <laughs> Ooh, you're brave. Jake Turbo. Well, that's not a bad option. I think Jake and uh, Jai Arrow. I, I, Jake's 545. I think he's going to score the same as, as, as Jai Arrow. So just get Jai Arrow and save yourself some money. That's what I've got to say about Jake Turbo. Everyone's like, he came second in Supercoach. Ado, you bloody idiot. No, I don't think he's going to do that. Jake Turbo, what he averaged? 53 last year. Jai will average more than that this year. Jake will average 50, probably 50 to feel. He'll do the same as what he did last year. Jordan Ricky at 19%. He seems like he goes in and out of the team and has form slumps, but he looked good. I think it was one of his better years last year. 498,000, nearly 500. I don't know. If I'd spend 500 on Jordan Ricky, it feels like high price for, <laughs> for what I, how I feel about him for Supercoach. Keon Kalamatangi at 600,000. I said I didn't mind it. Uh, Hudson Young, 579. I don't know if I'm going to touch too many Canberra Raiders players this year. We've got a lot of uh, the average age in that team is young. I think he's going to start the year well, Hudson, personally. Uh, I don't know about the Raiders starting well, though. That's my guess on him. And I just don't know for any of them this year. I just don't know if I'm going to own him. You know, some of the cheapy backs, but I don't know if I'd go Hudson for 579. Preston, we talked about. Yo, we talked about. Uh, look, I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to talk about any others, really. You know, there's cheapies and stuff that people have got in there, and there's a couple of two percenters and that. You know, I don't want to talk about them. The podcast has gone long enough, and I've talked about irrelevant ones. Tupanua, 2%. That's the thing. Oh, there's so many mouths in that bloody pack. So if I think the talk is that Wong's got the start. That's why he's the only one I'd probably really have. Uh, you know, and you've got to keep your ear to the floor on all the others. So that's my thoughts on Tupanua, just quickly. I don't know how it's going to be for him to start the year. Now, there's second row forward. There's lots of different ways to play it. I've gone with complete and utter midi sort of options this year because I think Supercoach sort of, um, you know, points out to you each year where there's some value, and I do see some value this year uh, in that position. So I'll go over my second row just to close the show. Uh, I've got Viliami Kikau in there. He is um, my most expensive second row forward. There you go. Um, look, I've gone with um, Bo Furmore as well. Uh, he's in the team for me. I think he's unders for what we saw from him before getting injured. And I've gone with Sean Lane um, if his body's holding up and with that combination he has with Dylan Brown. Pia Cora, I think he's going to um, come in for that Capewell spot. I think he's been highly touted for a number of years. And I'm, quite frankly, I think he even showed enough for me to believe it last year. And I think it's a year for him this year. Um, Curran, new team, better attitude, hopefully. Uh, look, I think he's a talent. I really do, and I think he's better than 421. I think Kickow's 550. You know, I think Bo Firmo's 600. I think Lane's 600. I think Pia Cora might get to 550. You know, I think Curran could get to 600. I really think if they use him for minutes and they, you know, see what he does on the field, if his mind's right and he's there competing like he does after after every ball, you know, if he's not in a mood, a bad mood, if he's in a competitive mood, I like him for a 600 k um, you know, for the price of 421. Now that last spot, which is a placeholder for me, is Talis Duncan. I want to see where all the chips lie for round one. You know, Smithies, um, Talis Duncan, even Palasia. You know, I might have someone in there. And, and look, at this point in time, 
All of those blokes I mentioned, Kikau, Furmore, Piacora, Lane, Curran, are all second row forward only. So someone like Meat and Potatoes, Palasia, could make sense for me down there because I've gone with Jai Arrow and Ruben Cotter in the front row and I can have movability between the second row forward and front row. I'd love if there was one that was cheaper, to be honest. But there is a possibility that I still go Palasia instead of Talis Duncan. I think there's probably 30 to 40 minutes for those blokes and I think it could be 30 to 40 points. But as a backup, when I can't play Arrow or Cotter, um, Palasia might come in handy, um, is all I'm thinking. So that's the... That's the lineup for me in the second row forward. Everybody is terrific, and I love you a long time. Sorry I couldn't get this out yesterday when I was planning to. I had some upload issues, but I love you all. It's gone for an hour. Second row forward is a wonderful position. Don't, you know, don't have to copy me and go with midi central, all right, because it is a bit safe. And if Dave goes out and gets a 150, everybody else, you know, go and rub it in. Hey, rub it in. If, if, if Dave 150s it. Hundreds it even. Hundred a plus for Dave. Yeah, but I'm sure Kick Owl's going to get 100 in the first game as well. For 400. So there's that. This is my reply. They'll probably have for him as well. You know, but anyway, my point is, is, yeah, we could eat humble pie for round one, but I just can't justify an expensive player that isn't David Fafita. Um, and with that buy in round two, it really just said, Ado, you're just a little tempted to go midi central. There is a lot of options you can go in that mid central. Um, in that second row. Talis Duncan's my cheapest. Um, and I like the look of that in my team because there's a buy every bloody week and, and, and you need to play your backups. And I think that's a pretty decent strategy when there's options there for you to choose from. And there is this year. Yeah, you don't have to go kick out. You can go Wong if he gets the start. And the news is that he will. You know, you can go your own persuasion even if you want to go Jordan Ricky. I thought he'd started to look pretty bloody good and damaging out there last year. You know, not for me. But... Let's just see how the lineups all land. If we get some cheapies and some good priced ones in there. I've gone ones that have, you know, had a few years in first grade. Kickow, Curran, Lane. These ones that if their body's right and their attitude's right, they'll be there in that top 13, you know, for round one. So feels like a pretty good sort of balance for me. The ones that the news has got to be good. For this year, surely. Um, so anyway, that's the second row forward. I hope you enjoyed it. Love you all, and we'll talk again soon. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh!